I really don't want to play this game. Hey, come on, Steven! Woman. Woman. Uh, man? No. <laughs> Peanut. <laughs> Penis. <laughs> Penis. Vagina? Yes! 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 Two strangers along the way They were talking all about the crucifixion He stopped them and here's what he said He asked them, were you there? Were you there when they crucified the Lord? Listen to Ink Studs on CITR 101.9 FM. My guest this week is Joe Daly. Joe's latest work is the uh, ongoing series Dungeon Quest from Fanographics, as well as Scrublands and Red Monkey Double Happiness. Um, I almost feel like saying ongoing series doesn't quite fit the epicness of Dungeon Quest. Does that sound right? <laughs> ongoing series? Because it keeps going, but they're big books. Yeah, so it's a, it, ongoing um, with some fairly large gaps in between. <laughs> um, 
but it's def it is definitely ongoing. I plan to make more. Um, yeah, I noticed they came out every year, and well, like 2010, 2011, 2012, and now it's 2013. And I don't know of any book on the horizon. Um, presuming it'll be a little while till the next one. It is. It, unfortunately, it is going to be a little while. Um, I'm working on something else, another book right now, but it's it's uh, it's not Dungeon Quest, um, and I haven't even started um, drafting pages of book four. So people are going to have to sit tight um, <laughs> for a while. Now you live in South Africa. You're mentioning it's just uh, like a couple hours away from Cape Town. Yeah. Correct. And this this is the area yeah. where you grew up in, or kind of moved to. Well, I I grew I grew up in Cape Town. Okay. Um, but now I've now I'm in a in a small um, coastal town, uh, about two hours drive away. Um, yep. Is it it's pretty serene there? I'm presuming or. Yeah, there's, there's sort of a yes, nature sort of dominates the place in in quite a big way, and it's a um, it's a holiday town and it's a retirement town. So for long periods of the year, most of the houses are uninhabited. Um, so sort of a bit surreal and serene. <laughs> <laughs> I've 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 spent I've spent two years here, so. Um, Getting used to the small town vibe. <laughs> <laughs> is that for you just to be able to kind of focus more creatively on your own stuff, or is it just kind of employment opportunities, or? Um, it's it is circumstance, um, but um, it's actually I realize it's actually working out well in terms of uh, an environment where I can really focus on on my comics um, and it is much it's much more relaxed it, it feels a lot safer than than Cape Town where I was staying um, yeah it's a it's I living in a little a little bubble a little <laughs> world um, I, I, I really I think I think the 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 small towns of South Africa are uh, sort of best kept secrets um, of the country. Uh, <laughs> under, underrated. I, mean, I don't know much about living in South Africa except for like I see these like documentaries about how horrible the poverty is in some of the big cities. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so like my idea is kind of weird and abstract as far as like there's that and then, then I saw like the Rodriguez documentary so it's like these like different ways of putting it out there I guess yeah it's a it's a strange place um, mixture of um, first world and third world realities kind of on each other's doorstep um, things are still resolving there um, we, we, we hope so yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me a bit about your own kind of growing up and getting into comics, because I'm really, I feel like um, looking at your work, reading your work, 
a lot is like you you pull a lot from your childhood and from your friends, um, and that seems pretty important to you. Hmm. I, I'm also uh, pulling a lot from my um, childhood and and growing up influences, um, which um, it worked out to be a uh, a lot of uh, foreign influences, uh, American influences, uh, pop culture, which we which I grew up with in South Africa, um, so. Um, what kind of comics were you reading at, like, when you were growing up? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of the the sequence, the timeline. I I uh, I, I discovered Tintin Tintin comics mm -hmm. pretty early on, and they just remained a great favorite. Um, and then in the the news agents here, um had uh, Mad Magazine, uh, the Marvel and DC superhero comics, and then also uh, British um, comics, um, the children's comics, the like the Beano, mm -hmm. I don't know if you know of that, and um, 2000 AD. Um, that is kind of the, yeah, that's sort of my foundation. Um, getting into comics. Uh, what was it that made you want to make comics yourself? Um, well, I'd, I'd grown up in a in an artistic household. Um, my father, both my father and mother, um, writes and illustrate children's books. So that's kind of like. If you grow up in a circus family, you <laughs> you learn how to juggle. I mean, it just just through absorbing the um, information mm -hmm. um, in that way. Um, you know, I was always I I became that the the kid at the back of the class who's um, sort of half listening and but mostly involved in just drawing all the time. Um, I found my passion <laughs> pretty early on. It's, it's interesting that you say that your parents both did children's books because I read Dungeon Quest and it feels to me kind of like um, kind of like a next step of like a book that teenagers would do for themselves. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Um, I think, I mean, it, it Dungeon Quest kind of emerged in this weird, at this weird phase of my life where I'd, I just finished the, the Red Monkey Double Happiness book and was in a little bit of a free fall after that. Mm -hmm. um, and so, went through a period of thinking of, of getting back to the basics, perhaps. Um, reducing my art to something more primitive and um, 
playful. Um, and and seeing where that would take me. Um, but I, I see it. Uh, it's quite a there's a there's a clear um, influence of a number of specific influences um, in Dungeon Quest. I think um, uh, from the underground comics, mm -hmm. the aesthetics of underground comics mixed with um, role-playing game games. Um, and a little bit of Kelvin and Hobbes, a little bit of Tintin, perhaps. Um, Did you play a lot of role-playing games with your friends growing up? Like, I, I get the feeling like you would have been a pretty wicked dungeon master. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of ironic. I I didn't really. I um, I'm not too sure how I I missed out on that scene. Um, Perhaps that scene was um, never a scene in South Africa. I'm not sure. I'm probably wrong about that. But I've known some people who were into it. Um, the influence is mainly coming from video games, which was a became an obsession. Um, like Final Fantasy and Zelda. Yeah, that type of stuff. Um, I think that the title Dungeon Quest. Um, very much came from these um, early um, point-and-click adventure games that often um, have the title have quest in the title, mm -hmm. uh, police quest, um, King's Quest, that type what, of thing. Was King's um, Quest the weird kind of like 3D one? I'm trying to remember. I'm, I'm also trying to remember. I definitely it 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 was one of the earlier ones. Very um, primitive 2D graphics, and you still um, typed in the the commands. Okay. Text-based, sort of, um, <laughs> with with some very lovely primitive graphics. Cause As the donkers say sleep on the other foe, as you so glinste, so the sterren daar and the soon you op your lippies, so sad and roy, jij is my liefling. Jij is mijn nooit. Ik 
It's really interesting how you kind of art from because Scrublands um, was kind of a little more abstract as a comic, um, and you kind of got to more straightforward storytelling with uh, Red Dumple or Red Monkey Double Happiness. Um, <laughs> apologize. Uh, and and you, just, you can okay. refer to it as the Red Monkey. That's that's what I do. The Red mm-hmm. Monkey. Um, <laughs> and really like in one way Dungeon Quest is this like kind of crazy but it is very very straightforward as a story like it's kind of got like your epic fantasy tropes um, and it seems like you're going towards more kind of traditional storytelling in a way perhaps I'd I thought of the the um the sense in doing that was to um create a vessel which would both allow me to play around and and um digress but always coming back to this path this this quest um it seems a a good way of um a good way a good compromise um between straightforward storytelling and allowing areas of of playfulness um it 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 almost it it forces that situation um having uh, the the theme of the fantasy quest mm-hmm. um it's 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 almost like there's a it's a given. Yeah. Um, there's a predictable outcome. <laughs> it's 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 how I get there that um, becomes the amusement, I suppose. <laughs> uh, some of the your work, um, you talk a lot, somewhat about dreams and subconsciousness. I noticed in uh, the Red Monkey book as well as Dungeon Quest, there's a lot of stuff about Dream in it, and I'm wondering about your kind of interest in that, as far as, like, representation in Dreams. Hmm. So, I mean, I've, I've always been aware that, that the the era of Dreams is it's just this rich, um, never-ending source of um, sort of powerful imagery, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, so I'm wanting to always always dip in there and um, be in touch with the, the unconscious. Um, 
And it's because, I mean, uh, partly I feel that the, um, my conscious mind is, is limited. I'm basically an idiot. <laughs> and, and, and the unconscious mind is, is somehow beyond that. It's, it's, um, it's faster. It's smarter. It's more honest. All that kind of stuff. So, um, Does that kind of go with your interest in psychedelics as well? Or yep. presuming you're interested in psychedelics. <laughs> yeah, presumed interest. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, d I don't know what what um, to say about that. Um, other than that, I mean, if one can draw from one's dreams, then. Um, Psychedelics are like a accessory to that. Um, it's it's not necessary um, to to necessarily go there. Um, I mean, I've dre dreams dreams are a wild enough territory as it is, um, for sure. Yeah. yeah. You've mentioned. Um I think you mentioned Burroughs in places, and he's someone who's kind of talked about kind of different ways of seeing things. And I'm wondering if that's been kind of an influence for you, literarily speaking. Yes. Um, um, I think I discovered I I discovered Burroughs the end of high school. Um, beginning of my college period and um, I'm wondering now I I think I got into him through the the Cronenberg movie uh, The Naked Lunch which I was just hugely impressed by and um, fascinated by um, and so yes that's that's another influence um, is there is that kind of link with like uh, because, I mean, Naked Lunch is a very visual movie, and I'm just wondering about your own interest in creating visuals of, like, having images you want to bring forward. Sure, sure. I, I mean, um, I'll have these images that I want to... Um, sort of satisfaction of just of just seeing something on the paper that was sort of locked up in the mind um, there's something satisfying interesting about that um, and so yeah once again within as it relates to dungeon quest is is finding an outlet finding the appropriate moments to to slot that's a real imagery into um, into a structure, um, um, and uh, and so that uh, yeah, these these things can um, feed off each other, hopefully. 
in a, in a way that makes some kind of weird sense when it's in the story. What did you go to college for? Um, I did film animation. Um, uh, so it is a traditional, um, old-fashioned 2D drawn animation, and later bringing in a little bit of um, CGI, computer graphics. Um, and I'd figured I was going to um, perhaps pursue that, work, work as an animator. Um, but pretty soon I could, I could sense that um, perhaps that wasn't the right direction. Um, or that the, the, much, the sort of much talked about animation industry in Cape Town was um, not, not quite manifesting in, in the way they said it would. <laughs> um, Did you want, were you looking for kind of ways of just being able to make money doing drawing or do you want to look for ways to kind of have these creative output and was the animation like one of those where you thought maybe that could be a creative output for some of your ideas? Yep, and it, it, it could have been um, and it might still be. It was just a... Um, I definitely, I've, as a person, I find working on other people's ideas um, to be very difficult. I mm -hmm. <laughs> encounter <laughs> a lot of, of, of extreme internal resistance and um, in a way that it, it would have probably become more trouble than it was worth and it would be better for me to um, find a way to, to do my own thing. Um, I gotta say, uh, and 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 in that and 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 therefore, only be answerable to myself and only have myself to blame if <laughs> things didn't work out. Um, I do feel like Dungeon Quest would probably make a pretty great cartoon. I think it has those elements that could work very nicely that way. Just as an offshoot observation, I guess. Yes, yes. I mean, I've, I, I still, I still approach comics um, with animation in mind. Um, I'm not sure if that comes across. I, I think, I think it does. Um, I think I'm doing things in there that are essentially only, only animators would, would do those things. Um, I did notice, uh, especially in book three, how you kind of kind of decompress your story and let yourself kind of move more and kind of focus on on the movement of the characters being less kind of scene to scene to scene where you'll have these like longer things where say we'll follow the movement of feet for three pages and just see like the area that goes through. And I can kind of see, now that you mention it, that kind of carryover with animation of how that would work. In that yeah. Way. It's, it's, it's a cinematic approach. Um, 
And I also, for some reason, I um, oh, it's it's. I'm interested in mixing animation conventions with comic book conventions. So instead of, um, I'm not satisfied with sort of a fight scene where two characters are about to fight and then in the next panel you'd see a swirling cloud of dust and a bunch of fists sticking out of it. Um, for me to achieve that satisfaction, I want to see each move. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, uh, there's a chance for choreography and um, and just just um, setting up a situation where I can do the type of lurid comic drawing that I'm <laughs> interested in doing. Um, well, the, the the luridness is something that's really interesting. Where you kind of you've been able to really let yourself go with Dungeon Quest, and and and, and I'm curious about that of like uh, creating these odd imagery of like a giant man you know jerking off a little <laughs> <laughs> like imp <laughs> for, for, I don't know if I described it quite right but um, but it, it, I, I, I'm interested in kind of the creation of these like really odd unique um, imageries and I guess that kind of goes with what we were talking earlier um, with this kind of like post burrows aesthetic. Yeah, that's that's the, that's a burrows aesthetic, <laughs> I think. Um, and it's um I think of it as it's it's not so much um smut <laughs> and and um perversion as a, a strange type of surrealism. Um, the being that the surrealism is what interests me um, and of course um, essentially it's a comedy yeah um, that's that's the core genre um, and so I'm attempting to I'm trying to find out what what is timeless comedy um, and discovering it's often um, it's often kind of base. I mean, it's it's um, that is the foundation <laughs> of comedy, perhaps. I mean, uh, penis jokes, um, <laughs> uh, sort of thinking that um, forty thousand years ago cavemen would be sitting around the fire making penis jokes um, and that perhaps they'll still be as effective in the future um, I don't know that's, that's a it's an odd thought but it, it's, uh, it, it's something interesting going around because I don't know if you've ever read uh, Orkstein um, I know a little bit about it I I'd I'd love to um get hold of some copies. But so no, I I, I don't um I haven't had a chance to really study it. Mm hmm It's just I mean 
I don't think, like, I doubt he's looked at your work, and it sounds like you probably haven't looked at his work, um, but there's something that you both are kind of tapping into the same thing, which is interesting. It's like this, I don't know, subconscious uh, <laughs> penis jokes <laughs> in battle. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> I guess I'm probably not wording it properly, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's it strange. But it it we, I think they are tapping into something. Um, a, a strange mixture of things that kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. Maybe not in a logical way, but um, again, it's putting 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 two things together that that probably shouldn't be together, but they they kind of feed off each other, create this. Strange dynamo. <laughs> <laughs> it works quite nicely. Hopefully, perhaps. <laughs> Ride this train to Pine Ridge, Mississippi. See that levee there? It's built to hold back the waters of Old Man River when he gets on a rampage. And he gets on a rampage, believe me. One of these days he's gonna come right over that levee. We're gonna have to head for the hills again. And you know how that levee was built, mister? Not with machines. It was built with elbow grease. They got the men off the farms, out of the houses, even out of the honky-tonks on Saturday night. I don't hardly know how it happened to me. It happens fast. I just remember I was in the Green Lantern in Natchez one Saturday night, and somebody pulled a knife and somebody threw the bottle. And the next thing I knew, I had a chain on my leg and a shovel in my hand. It seemed like the whole world come down on me. They whipped us like mules, and they did feed us. There's always a fight or a killing over who's going to get the biggest piece of meat. Of course, the boss man didn't care about the killings. That is, unless you killed a good worker, then you get killed. If you complain about anything, it's just liable to give you a chance to get away. You know what I mean? They take the chains off of your legs and beg you to run so they can shoot you. Bring a drink of water, Leroy. Bring a drink of water. No. If I could get to the mercy man, he'd give me some, I know. I got a gal in Vicksburg. Bertha is her name. Wish I was tied to Bertha instead of this ball and chain. I'm going to Memphis. That's right, Lord. A dude took all my money, wouldn't let me see the cars. I owe the boss about a hundred years for sleeping in his backyard. I'm going to Memphis. Yeah, Memphis. Yeah, I'm going to Memphis. I'm like a bitter weed, I'm a bad seed. But when that levee's through and I am too, let the hockey talk roll on. Come on and I'll be gone. I'm going to Memphis. Yeah, Memphis. I've never been to Chicago, but it must be a mighty fine place. That's right. I couldn't get past Tennessee with Mississippi all over my face. Uh -huh. I'm going to Memphis. That's right, Lord. Memphis. Well, the freezing ground at night is my own folding bed. Poke salad is my bread and meat, and it will be till I'm dead. 
Well, I brought me a little water in a Mr. Prince Albert can. But the boss man caught me drinking it, and I believe he broke my hand. They all call me crazy for slashing Mr. Scott. My brother was killed for a deed I did, but I disremember what, yeah. Well, another boy is down, the shovel burned him out. Let me stand on his body to see what the shouting's about. I'm going to Memphis, to Memphis. yeah, I'm going to Memphis. Like a bitter weed, I'm a bad seed But when the levee's through, and I am too Let the hockey talk roll on Come on and I'll be gone I'm going to Memphis, yeah In the latest uh, Dungeon Quest books, you get into a bit of uh, creation mythology um, and I'm really interested in your interest in creation myths. Hmm. No, that's that's a difficult one. Um, obviously, I have an interest in, um, in creation myths, and. Hmm. Like, um, has it been something you've been into for a while, or is something that while you're working on this book, where you're kind of building this world bigger and bigger, and kind of want to interweave these fantasy elements with creating these bigger fantasy elements um, into this new reality? Yeah, it's it's that. Um... Oh, I'm just trying to formulate my thoughts into... Uh, I mean, yeah, it's essentially dealing with the mystery. Um, I think for everyone, it, it, it's, it's, almost, it's, a, it's a troubling area. It's a... It's a, it's a almost traumatic area of of trying to figure out how we got here um, and and perhaps never will you know never having the full picture um, and so to 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 deal with that trauma inventing just inventing something um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, have there been any particular creation myths that have kind of stuck out to you as something that you've really got into? Like you're reading that, okay, that's really fascinating, that's really interesting, and kind of jumping in more and more? Um, several, several of them, I suppose. Um... 
Yeah. It's uh It's like one of those Wikipedia black holes where you kind of read something and then you go to something else and then you go to something else and 4 hours later you're still on Wikipedia. Something like that. I mean, it's it's a uh, It's a rabbit hole and it's ever expanding. Um Um, yeah, I just I kind of feel like what you're saying just struggling in that area I don't know it's um it's 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 almost as if the past isn't a fixed thing it it it's it's um It's something that still it it's still interacting with our imagination mm -hmm. in some way. It, it to the point where begin to have these worrying thoughts that perhaps the past is not real. I mean, <laughs> this is getting a bit esoteric, but that that um, we came out of some realm that was never fixed, um, was never pinned down, and so... It does get interesting when you start looking at uh, kind of nomadic traditions and kind of how those go with creation myths and just seeing just how people moved around so much at a cer certain points in time. Um, here I am, I'm not able to kind of verbalize what I'm thinking but it's it's just it's interesting that kind of it's a it's a, it's an ongoing process of 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 building a story and mm -hmm. it's very encrusted and layered um where it's always pointing to the primordial myth I suppose um in um, kind of something you said a couple minutes ago just how it kind of all builds up I feel like with Dungeon Quest that's kind of what you're doing where you're kind of making the story bigger and bigger and bigger and putting in all these elements um, and uh, I just wondered like how do you bring all this in together because now there are all these for lack of a better term, tasks they have to accomplish that you've set out for them to accomplish in their story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like sort of digging myself in deeper. Um, <laughs> at, at, a, at a certain point, at a certain point, the expanding has to stop, and and resolutions have to start. Um. um and so I've got I've I kind of know where I'm going, um, but I'm keeping an open mind. I mean, I I right now I don't necessarily have a plan for uh, the number of of books that I'm going to be working on. Um, trying to handle handle each one as a as a unit, 
Um, and not let it get out of control because it it is it is like this this expanding fractal <laughs> thing i mean I, I, if it expands infinitely i'll 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 never finish the series um so and that that would be a problem that would be a trauma um you'd have to get uh other people to draw your stories or Sub stories drawn by other people. That'd be interesting. That'd be that'd be cool. I always like it when people kind of play around with kind of how they represent the worlds their characters are kind of working in. Um, one of the things uh, I noticed in the first book, where you kind of have this map of the world the characters are in or the neighborhood. I guess it's the world. And you have a little uh, nod to Fort Thunder, and uh, I didn't really think of Fort Thunder as something you were into um, looking at your work, but it is. It was that kind of something you'd gotten into at a certain point and enjoyed. Did it work into your comics? Yes, it was. It was something that was I found very appealing. Um. kind of fantasy of being part of that group <laughs> <laughs> perhaps um, I mean they to me it, it's they highlighted some areas of cartooning that mm, I probably I was aware of in an unconscious way but they they, they really um, uh, made me more aware of, of that approach, of that philosophy, um, which is very playful. Um, um, setting, setting, getting, getting back to primitive comics, where um, exploring worlds um, where you perhaps don't, you don't know what's going to happen next. Um, what awaits around the next corner, and um, and I find that useful as as a, as a maker of comics um, to to engage in comics in that way. Um, um, it keeps it interactive, um, and it, it also keeps things simple. Um, um, keeps me from becoming bored when things work that way. Um. There's definitely something Matt Brinkman was able to do with his stuff where you're kind of, you're in this world but it didn't necessarily need a beginning or an end. It's just kind of, you just kind of go through it. You just kind of er let, let go of those kind of expectations of arcs. They're very dreamlike. Mm-hmm. Um. And strangely logical as well. Um, um, so the um, using the mechanics of comics to 
to make something very abstract, very logical. And I think that's that's what interested me. Had you done that many comics at that point? Like, I, I'm not quite sure of, like... Because, I mean, you're a creator in South Africa, and I'm presuming you didn't travel to the States, so I'm not sure of, like, your connection to, like, to Fanographics at that point, like, what you had done before Scrublands. And kind of got it connected. Mm. In terms of Fort Thunder? No, just in terms of yourself at that point with making comics. Like, what, what had you been producing? Um... Actually, I started with the, I started with the first Red Monkey story. Before I did Scrublands. Oh, okay. I'm not sure if people are aware of that, but um, so that was very much. Um, I was kind of, very much focused on. Um, the Tintin model. Mm -hmm. Of making comics at that point, and. Um, it was after that story that I started to discover uh, Fort Thunder, and just get just just going deeper into underground comics, um, and then working on Scrublands. Mm -hmm. um, so now you mentioned um, earlier. I don't know if this was before we actually started the interview or not. That you're working on something else right now, not Dungeon Quest owner. If you can talk about that at all, of what you have coming in the future. Well, I hope I hope it's a it's a self-contained graphic novel. So this time it's not it's not going to be a series, and. I'm going to attempt to complete it this year. Um, it's a big book, and I'm almost a little hesitant to <laughs> to discuss the contents of the book uh, at this stage. It it's, it always seems so fragile, and. Um, yeah, I d that that's a that's a disappointing answer, but um. <laughs> oh, it's quite all right, Joe. I, uh, <laughs> it, to be honest, I'm sure it's not the first time I've heard that answer, and it probably won't be the last. I'm sometimes, sure. Sometimes mm -hmm. folks just gotta sit on stuff and work through it first before saying too much. Yeah, I, I in a weird way, I've I I was. Um, I was working with some kind of um, abstract impulses on this book and adding pages um, I think I think in fact now that I'm I'm hundreds of pages in the book is slowly starting to take form um, a form has finally emerged that I can work with mm -hmm. but across the first few hundred pages it, it was more like working with wet clay um, uh, which could it, of course I mean there's a danger in that um, 
that it never takes form. But it it is it is it is slowly getting there. So. Is that how you work on most of your work? Is you kind of push through just drawing and writing at the same time? Um. That process got started with Dungeon Quest. Um, I'd um, with the previous book, The Red Monkey. I was very much working in the mold of Tintin, um, a very uh, strict narrative discipline of actually having the entire story mapped out um, and then working as an illustrator, illustrating that script. Um, um, which I found difficult and and um, um, perhaps not suiting my constitution um, very well. Um, that it had become um, plot heavy, mm. um, and so. Yeah, and in deciding that I, I, I sort of, uh, I didn't have to be, I didn't have to um, make more Tintin books. I don't have to write the great South African graphic novel. <laughs> um, having made that decision for myself, it's a huge relief. Um, <laughs> Is that I can work. W my my goal is to work with comics as if it was clay. Mm -hmm. um, there's a certain um, finding your way, a certain molding it until a form emerges naturally as opposed to starting with a form that one is going to impose on the, on the work. I feel like the way you're describing the work you're working on right now is that you're not starting with page one. Um, I feel like without even knowing what you're working on, like you could be starting in the middle and kind of building your story around that. Is that I think so. I, that's a good, that's a good way of looking at it. I mean, I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not even numbering the pages. They're, they're just stacking up in some kind of order and then I realize I realize where I need to go back and add scenes mm -hmm. uh, so that my complex fractal <laughs> design <laughs> kind of has this has this internal logic to it um. well you've got me very curious I look forward to whatever it may be. Um, remind folks, I've been talking to Joe Daly uh, about his works, uh, Dungeon Quest, Red Monkey Double Happiness, and Scrublands. There are three Dungeon Quest books out so far, and I'm presuming many more to come, probably more than Joe's expecting. Um, thank you so much, Joe, for taking the time to chat with me today. Oh, it's a pleasure.
Thanks very much for having me on. I uh, very much appreciate this. And uh, I really appreciate your... Uh Well, I go down to awaken Sensations forsaken All below her private scarlet Yeah. Mm -hmm.